0: Absolutely amazing, and that God is amazing. He? Well, we're about five days from Christmas. Everybody ready? All right. My, my wife and my mother-in-law is the only ones ready, right? <laughs> you know, I found out something. Thank you. Just in case the crowd breaks out, I can keep them back. Said, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Isn't that something? That um, man, the year is just about coming to a close. And sometimes I know for me, I think back and and think about the things that we've gotten accomplished, the things that we did and the things that we didn't get to do and all that. And and sometimes it can be overwhelming for people, you know what I mean? But I want to keep that in mind that there's a lot of good gifts that we get throughout the year. And the number one gift is Jesus, amen? Every day, all the time. So I I started thinking about that and it brings me back to our title. Got gifts, you know, you used to see the the t-shirt, got milk, you know, and all that. I thought, you got gifts, you know? And, and I was writing a few things down. And I said, "Man, this is the time of year that, as Christians, we get to celebrate the birth of our Lord. That's where it's all tied into, you know. That's that's Jesus coming on the scene." And I said, "Man, that's that's the greatest gift ever given: His grace, His love, His mercy, God's son for you, you know. But you know, a lot of times people don't open that gift. And I pray that today and throughout the land." You know, that people will hear this message and other messages of the gospel and they'll open their hearts to that and receive the greatest gift of all. But I also want to look at this because this is, uh, you know, things get a little busy. Anybody go up down uh, Route 17 yesterday? <laughs> 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 That'll make you pray, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're thinking, you're thinking. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? I encourage you to bring Bob. I encourage you to bring Bob. <laughs> I do say that every week. I encourage you to bring me by. That's a good place. You know, sometimes it's one of those things that's like, I hope I don't have my Keep the Promise bumper sticker on. The car. <laughs> sure, everybody responds Christ like out there. But it's it's kind of crazy, man. You know, things can get, uh, we can get overwhelmed a lot of times. We can get all wrapped up around the commercial side. Me and Jesse went out and did a few things yesterday, and we decided at the last minute, hey, we'll just run up to Walmart. Not good. Because we thought we were just going to get like a little Christmas movie. And, you know, I'm in the, in the $3.99 bin. Jesse's holding my ankles and I'm trying to find it. And we couldn't find nothing, man. We're looking all around. And I, how, how many know that, that everything just gets, seems to get bigger? You know? There for a while, things got smaller, smaller, smaller. The phones. Phones, man. They started out like a bag and then they got down to like this. You know? And now they're starting to grow back out. You know, the TV was little when you were coming up. You had a small TV in your room, maybe if you you were fortunate enough. And now, you know, I go in there and it's like like a whole window. It's like a TV. This is small for some people's TV. You know, up there on the wall. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to get radiation watching a football game. You know, it's crazy, man. And you got all this so you can get wrapped around that commercial side. You know, you get out there and you know, people. You you see some people. You know, they're trying to trying to keep Christ in the middle, and some people put trying to put their elbow in the middle. "Mm, Let me get up there. You know? And I hope we're the ones that are putting Christ in the middle of this whole thing. But you know, I don't get me wrong, I know there's a commercial side of this and, and things. That's just the way it is. And I love presents. I am not against presents. I'll accept them all the way through the year, okay? And I like to give presents, amen. But I tell you, it's it's the meaning behind the gift. Somebody want to say amen there. Isn't that something? How many of y'all got one of those things on your desk or on your or, uh, somewhere in your house on your shelf? that your kids made when they're about third grade. I got something that looks supposedly like a turtle. Amen? It is. Thank you, son, who was 24. It's still on my desk at work, you know? And you know, somebody will come by and sit at my desk and they'll be talking and they're looking at the thing and they go, yeah, I got something like that too. But you love it, you wouldn't take anything. My mom, on her tree, still to this day, has an old tuna fish can with, with a cloth around it with my picture in it. You know? <laughs> I think we washed it out pretty good, I hope so. Anyway, I mean, some of those things, you wouldn't take anything for you know? And then I, I remember we used to have, one of the last things we would hang on the tree was this Santa Claus boy that he had been chewed on by the dog and everything else. But it was my great-grandma's. He was just more like Santa. He won't even stand in cloths. He even chewed up so much. But you had to put that on it because you know what? We were thinking about those loved ones that went on to be with the Lord. We were pulling it all together and thinking about that. This time of year, I hope not only do we think about the gift and the main thing of, the, of, of Christ being born, but what about those that have spoken to your life, Those that have, have, have mentored, mentored you along the way. They tell you, don't quit. I believe in you. I say it all the time. Everybody needs a cheerleader. Amen. And my legs ain't looking too good, but I got a big mouth. (laughs) So I will root you on. But I tell you, there's so many things that we can be thankful for. But I hope today that as we cut through some of these things we're going to share today, that we look behind the gift to the whole heart behind the gift. When you think about that, think about the heart it would take to give your one and only child to save the world. Man, that really sets the stage the love that God has for you. Do you ever feel like, man, I just don't measure up? Amen. Look to the cross. Look to the gift. Look to the risen Savior. Amen. Think about that. If you ever doubt how much you're worth or you ever doubt your value, look to Jesus. He said, you're worth it all. Man, you know, you think about different gifts and different things and I, I love cars and old cars and everything else, and there's certain values on things, but the bottom line is, that vehicle or that thing that you're purchasing, the value is this, how much you willing to pay for it, right? Have you ever bought something that probably wasn't a good deal? I'm not looking at my wife, and looked at something that wasn't a good deal, she goes, you do that all the time, but you wanted it, and you saw something in there, and it was just a great value, you know? Think about that. And you go, man, that, that's that's it. That's the thing. Because you see something that maybe somebody else doesn't. When you look at your brothers and sisters, maybe you don't always see what God sees. Lord, help us to have 20 2020 vision in the spiritual. But God sees every great thing that he's going to do in you and through you. And I know this. Sometimes there's some rough seas, isn't it? Man, and when you got a guy that can't swim, I'm not real big on that. Sonny and granddaddy, that don't even bug them, you know? Jerry, that ain't no big deal. He's just like, well, I'll go fishing another day. Me, I'm holding on to stuff, you know? I got to tell this story. Y'all hadn't heard it in a while. He <laughs> hadn't heard it in a while. This is, this is one of the most embarrassing stories of my life, being a son-in-law. When I first came on the scene, I should have followed my brother-in-law. He would evacuate when the storms would come. And Denise said, you got to help daddy on the boat. I said, I don't know nothing about no boat. I said, I will go over the side of this bushes you said, well, you just got to help daddy. See, Jimmy's got two girls. So when you marry on, you're on the boat. See? So when Jimmy had a I said, okay, well, what do I do? And so I get out on the boat, and he's like, well, we're going to go down here, and we're going to turn down here. And, we, and, and we're gonna I said, what is he even? T- I don't even know what he's talking about. I got to have a transit, because I'm from the other side. I'm on Fox Hill. It's just they talk a little bit different. And so we get out there, and so the big plan was we're going to take his work boat and we're going to tie it off to a pylon. A, 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 oh, that's it. You know I'm hurting. <laughs> so we get out there. And Jimmy says, when we get up to it, just grab hold of it. <laughs> what? So we're coming up to this evening. Grab hold of to her. What? We're going past it. And hey, grab hold of to her. I just bear hugged this big old tree. Poof. <clears throat> My shirt's going... Yeah, that'll get it out there. He's tying off stuff and everything else, and I'm still looking. at him like, storm's coming. We got to get back on the ground. We got to get back over there. He said, we're going we're to take the bateau back. What? A what? A bateau. I said, oh, I already got a bad shoulder. I don't need a bad toe. I just want to get back over there. So we get in a, a skinny John boat. Let me translate we get in the skinny John boat and we get in there and I've been working out and stuff. I've, man, i just come on the scene. I'm the new guy, you know, I'm still... Let me show this old guy out of there. ain't no problem. I've done embarrassed myself. I said, well, uh, he said, you want, to, you want me to get his recipe? Jimmy, me, I got it. He pulls out this oar that looks like a pool stick. Now, I, I'm not no engineer, but I'm thinking, we ain't going to move much water with that. I mean, that thing is like, I mean, like, it's like a flat baseball bat. Okay. <laughs> I called it a couple of things. <laughs> I don't know if that was it. <laughs> I was thinking, like, take your, take your with you, right? So I get out there and I go, I got it. say so, okay. And so we're right over here back behind the crab cake house with Lawson over there. I get out there and I'm stroking that thing. And we're going like this. <laughs> and we're going back like this And there's guys over on their back porch And going <laughs> <laughs> After about 15 minutes of me panting And going around and Jimmy says Just give it to me you're embarrassing me <laughs> <laughs> And Jimmy goes like this <laughs> <laughs> Three of them were in <laughs> I was like Wow <laughs> I said, well, let me know if you need anything. <laughs> I told the, Denise, I got him, I said, your dad thinks I'm a prodigy. She's probably going to say, can you annul this thing? No, he has got no reason to be out there, man. I didn't know what a bad toe was. I didn't know what anything was. But i tell you what, I know one thing. I know why I couldn't find my brother-in-law, because he he was on the first shift. He's been married long to me. So he's like, hey, you're you the new guy. You can go Granddaddy. But we made it through, man. Hey, so, hey you did tell him you got halfway there, though, before you done that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh my goodness! So the gift was for me. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna get your dad a big paddle for his boat. You know what I mean? That's not right. I didn't understand all those things. You know what I mean? But that's okay. If you ever see, you don't understand stuff, but you don't want to feel stupid, so you just keep digging deeper. You just keep digging deeper. Yeah, yeah. I got. I do this all the time. I know. Man, there was storms. I mean, the clouds were coming up. We should have been home like hours ago. And I had what really made it bad is I had been working on one of the rowing machines at the gym. So I'm feeling strong, man. I get that thing. I did that little toothpick trying to get down there. I was had a heart attack. Three swoops, we were we were on main level. and the guys are still over there drinking. You're not from around here, are you? When we first moved out here, too, uh, Thomas was getting into soccer, right? And everybody's out there, out here like yeah watching, all the moms screaming like they just just hit the lottery and everything else and then there's me I'm swatting every mosquito and everything I'm out here scratching and people say you need to put a dryer sheet under your head I had stuff everywhere like this I, I mean I look like I got the mange man I'm out here doing all this stuff there's one guy say you ain't from around here are you whoo <laughs> <laughs> Man, I thought it was going to be the transfusion out there, man. I say all this. We all have different gifts. They just wouldn't give me a chance to shine mine. I just like, I'm was like, i trying to fit in. Sometimes we try to fit in. Sometimes you just need to say, uh, yeah, go, go, go grab him. It's crazy, isn't it? It's something else. But they've been putting up with me for over 20 years, so I praise God for that. So that's a good thing. But you know what? With all those things, I'm going to tie it back in different gifts and different things, we can get complacent. For him to do that, that was just a regular day at the office, man. ain't no big deal. That was a big deal for me. First, I don't want to swim and I don't want to go in the water when a storm's coming. You know? And I don't want to grab a hold of a, a big old tree out there at about 10 miles an hour either. It took me 50 years to get three hairs on my chest. <laughs> right? And half of that's his fault because I tore off the two that were coming in. <laughs> And when they finally came back in, they're white. I was like, ain't something? You know? I was like, man, I can finally just say, why don't you grow a beard? I said, I look like Santa. When I first started growing, I looked like, looked like I had the mange. And now that it kind of comes in he said, no, you should. You probably ought to shape. We are off the script today, boy. That's all right. That's all right. Praise the Lord. But what I'm saying is this. A lot of times we get complacent. We get used to doing what we do and what we know about and think, you know, nobody else knows about that or whatever. It's okay. The gifts that you got are just as important as somebody else. Maybe not in that moment. (laughs) But you know what? The gifts that you have are just as unique and as important than anybody else's. And I just want us to see that. And the other thing I want to pull out of this, let's never get complacent with the gift of Christ. Amen? Never get complacent with that. Because I'm going to tell you, that is the greatest gift. Of all the world. we am gonna go ahead and read our word here. We're gonna kind of pick through it. If you got your Bibles with you today, we're gonna to spend some time in um, Psalm 105. I encourage you to read that whole thing. What a beautiful song. And it says this: it says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. You know anybody that does that? It should be the person in the mirror. It should be me and you. You know, let's charge them batteries, man. So let's just go ahead and walk through a few things. And I, I want to just pull out a few gifts that we have. Let's go ahead. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. I got to thinking about this. And I thought, what about the gift of gratefulness? And I am going to take that, that verse. It's a small verse. We're going to pull it out in just like three pieces, okay? And the first part of that says, give thanks to the Lord. I said, man, the, the first part of that, that verse sets the stage. I said, I call it the gift of, of gratefulness. Do you have the gratefulness? you have gratefulness for what God has done for you? God has given you very life. Are you excited about that? I was thinking about this, and Miss Tanya don't even realize this, but she confirmed that today. She says this often. People that I work my day job say this often. They go, you are so loud. I live a real loud life. I mean, I just do because I'm excited about life. You know? I just do. People at work are going Back away, I have not had my coffee, you know? And, I, and, and I, life is big to me. I'm excited about it because the life that I live now, which is not perfect by my own standards, but it's perfect in Christ, amen, is exciting to me because the Lord chose me. He chose you. He gave me a second, third, fourth, 15,000 chances, amen? Redo's, start-overs. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, he, see, the gift just keeps giving And and you continue to walk in that. And I thought about that. And I compared this. This is the way I feel when I pray many times. How many people have ever had the breath knocked out of them? It's something. How many people have come out of surgery and couldn't breathe? How many people have come out of surgery and grabbed a nurse and screamed and they bring your wife in and say, let go of her. Because you can't breathe. They were just going to walk off. I can't breathe. You hold on to that, right? When I think about what God's done, it's like, it's like the difference between I can't breathe to I have life. You ever think about that? That's what I, that's what I see in, my, in my, my life with the Lord. You get that breath knocked out again. And what happens? The first thing that happens is this. Fear. Trembling. You're not thinking about anything else but this. Isn't that amazing? You don't care how much is in your bank account. You don't care what the neighbors say. You don't care what you drive. You don't care. You want air. You know. It used to be a song. This is the air I breathe. You know. Are we feeding on the Lord like that? Are we feeding on Him like, man, Lord? This is this is what I need. And you know, we take so many things for granted, don't we? We don't think about breathing, do we? I don't go, man. I hope I breathe the whole time I'm at church today. Yeah. There's probably been times I've thought that, right? Or you don't go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, everybody be still. Oh, my heart's still beating, right? You don't have to tell your heart to beat. You don't have to tell your, your lungs to breathe. <coughs> autopilot from God. Gift to God. Just keeping you going. We, we, don't, we don't think about those things, man. But I'll tell you what, it's all on God. Just autopilot from God. But when something interrupts that flow in an instant, You realize, I need you. What would our life be like if we realized, not in fear, not in panic, but just in gratitude and gratefulness, that we need you. Lord, I need you. I need you. I love this scripture here. I'm going to pull it in. You guys have heard this. Psalm 42, David writes this. He says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Man, that's pretty deep right there. And you think about it. Just get a glimpse of that. And a lot of you guys are hunters and things like that. Just put a picture in your minds as a deer running through the wilderness and desperate for that drink of cool, refreshing water. David says, "Man, this is how I long. This is how I long to be with you, Lord. That's how I long my heart to be next to yours." You know. Over and over, I think we miss the meaning of Christmas. Right? We we come into this season and this time and. And, you know, there's long lines and lights that don't work and, you know, things that we misplace. Um, the attic's too full and all that. All of us do that. Usually, I'll be honest with you, I try to find something to do when it's time to put the Christmas tree up. It's not that I don't like it. I know what's going to happen. It's not going to be good. Now, some people love that, but I'm telling you, at my, at my house, it's not going to be good. Because I don't read the instructions. You know? Our tree, Charlie Brown's got a leg up on our tree if I put it together. I'm going to tell you what. That thing is like this. he That doesn't go there. Well, it did last year. No, it didn't go. It goes up this way. You know? All those things. And, 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 I, and guess what? Real fast, I could start forgetting the whole reason for the season. You know? And so I just, sometimes I think, I'll get the stuff down. I think <clears throat> my mom needs me. You know? <laughs> start finding other things to do. I'm not saying that's right. But I'm saying that, you know what? That's an attitude I have to keep in check. I have to really think about that and go, man, Lord, you know what? Why do I feel like that? Because I get overwhelmed by the task instead of the reason behind the task. You know? And I just pray as we go through things today that we can really think about that. To have that heart of gratefulness. To have that heart of gratitude, you know? Let me keep going how often do we really count our blessings? That, 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 this, that sounds simple, but I want you to think about that. I believe if we count our blessings more, we would lose count of all the troubles we have. I really do believe that. And I don't. I, and I don't mean because a lot of times you ask people, well, well, there's a lot of blessings in your life. Can you name a couple of blessings? And they start out naming some blessings, and then they go, but I know I got a lot of blessings and stuff, but this is going on. That's true. But if we continue to count our blessings, man, let me tell you what. We could go around the clock and around the clock and around the clock. I know that everything is not lovey-dovey all the time. As as your pastor, I can tell you, that doesn't mean make your life any easier. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it any, any easier. If y'all want anybody to pray for you, you can put my name on the list, you know. You deal with the same thing. Still got a VEPCO bill. Still got all that. Just anything else. Still deal with people. Long lines. All that stuff. You know. And I think what happens sometimes. As Christians. The world thinks. That you don't have any difficulties. Don't they? They really do. You know. I had a guy tell me one time. Let me say this. God does not cause. Them bad things to happen in your life. But he can use them. He can use them to work together for the good. I'm going to tell you that right now. No question about it. And I had, in 2001, I had my bicep ripped off my arm at Walmart shopping. I should have let that lady have that. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) But a box fell on me. And through that time, God did not cause that. But through that time, I had a whole lot of time to think. I didn't know if I was ever going to play the guitar again I didn't know any of that stuff, you know, and I just knew that the way my arm was shaped before was not the way my arm was shaped now. Your muscle goes like Popeye. Mine was gone. It was up under my armpit. It just rolled up there. And I was like, this is not good. And I go to talk to the doctor and he goes, we can fix it. We got to fix it soon. We got to fix it like now. He said, we gotta, this happened on a, a Saturday. I went to the doctors on a Monday. And he said, we're going to do it Wednesday. And I said, good, next week? He said, no, this week. I said, man, I, said, you know, I, you know, I don't know about all that. He said, you're not listening to me. He said, if I don't sew that back together, you won't even be able to lift your son up or a gallon of milk. Boom. Reality set in. Things were going good. We had just did the second CD, just come out of the the, the radio station Saturday, earlier that day, being on the air, playing the song. Man, this is it. This is great. This is cool. Boom. Now, if you ever play guitar again. Man, it's hard to start counting the blessings then, isn't it? You can see the blessings you had in the past, but you're starting to think, where's going from this? Where's this going? And I remember praying. And I said, Lord, you know what? You know I love to play guitar. But I said, you know what? And I was was still a young Christian in this time. And because I know he wants to bring healing to our body and restore us and stuff. I said, you know what, Lord? And I was just as honest as I could be. I said, Lord, you know what? If this doesn't work out, I'm still gonna serve you. I don't care. If I get to speak, which I was not speaking then, I don't care if I have to crawl. I don't care because I know that you're bigger than this. And man, I slept like a baby. But God had brought my heart to that point. You know, this is not, oh, buddy, he's super spiritual. No, buddy was scared. But it was worried. That morning, Denise starts crying. I don't want you to have the surgery. I go, well, we're going. <laughs> we got to go. That's, that's not good when the home team goes, I don't think you ought to have the surgery. <laughs> You're going, uh, we got to go. But I tell you what. That day we were there. I got I got in the uh, I got Many of y'all know this, and I don't even know why I'm telling this. It's for somebody today. But we, got, we went to uh, Mary Immaculate, and I'm, I'm going there. And I hadn't really had no surgery before or anything like that. And they come in there and they're talking. I said, where's my Bible? Where's my Bible? I'm reading my Bible. And I love to read the book of Ephesians. All the promises of God and everything else. And Denise had the newspaper there. They had not given me any medicine or anything else. And I'm reading. And as I'm there, I feel this big drop of water hit my head. Boom. And I look up. Boom. Three times I just felt something just come across me. Boom! And I started to cry kind of like I am now. And Denise said, It's going to be all right. I said, they could mess this up if they wanted to now. The presence of God fell on me so thick in the midst of, at that time, one of the worst things that I had dealt with. Look, I was not a scholar in school. I was not the best baseball player. I am not the best guitar player. But that's the thing that I do. All my life, that's the thing I did. And it's like this. You ever had that? The thing that you do, the thing that you love, the thing that kind of, that's your niche. And you don't know if it's going to be your niche no more. Every time I see somebody to this day, hey, man, you still playing guitar? Hey, man, you still jamming? My whole life was built around that, you know? And I love that. In this instant, in this minute, I might not be able to do that no more. But God had worked on my heart, and I thank you, Lord, that he chose to. To, to continue to use that. But that was a turning point in my life. There was gratefulness in my life. When that came through. I went through this surgery. Well let me back up. There's a guy coming. and, he, and There's a, there's a uh, chaplain or something. And he comes there. And he's going to pray for us. I'm so jacked up on Jesus. I grabbed a man's hand. I said how can I pray for you? He goes. Well, I got some stuff going on in my family. <laughs> and my brother's got this going And I'm praying for him, but Denise is going to go, what's going on? He's supposed to be praying for you. I said, that's all right. And, and, I, and I told my son, Man, I'm some music, and we just did this. They use our CDs at the hospital to minister to people. God opened up a door right there. I said, Oh, this is, this is just too good. This is amazing. This is God. How can you get your arm ripped off? Go in there and you pray for the pastor. And next thing you know, he says, You got any CDs? I said, Yeah, she got a pocketbook full of them. He said, we're going to use these to encourage people in the Lord. I said, that's great. See, sometimes things happen and you just got to get your attention to what's going on. God didn't cause that. God worked through that. I want you to hear that. Went through there, came out, and we talked about that breath. That's the first time. In my, now, I've been knocked down, pulled around, everything else. And the, I was the guy that's, oh, if you could climb to that branch, I got to climb to the next branch. If your bicycle can jump 10 feet, I got to do 12. What is wrong with that? You will get hurt like that, all right? That is not good. You got to be a topper, you know? Well, let me tell you, when I came around, I was in that bed like this. And I opened my eyes and I heard all this. And I looked down and I went like that. I said, oh man, God, you're so good. Because I knew if I could move these babies right here, I'll get the rest. And then the minute I said, man, I'm going to be a The minute I knew, the minute I knew, you know what came in here? Fear. Boom. I couldn't breathe. I had a reaction to the medicine. I'm not talking about, I'm a little tired. I can't breathe. And I start panicking. And I start hitting on the side of the bed. Boom. Boom. I'm going like this. And I don't know what it is. I feel like I could only see this much. And I go, boom. I'm thinking, I'm going to die right here. I'm dying right here. They don't even know it. They don't even know it. I'm beating on this thing and everything else. And the lady comes over to me and she goes, what's wrong? Go? I go, can't breathe. And she goes, oh, you're all right. <laughs> no, we ain't all right. And she looks at my bottles and stuff and she goes to turn. And I grabbed that little lady's arm. I'm scared. I'm, I'm, I'm. This is not what I had planned. And I grabbed that lady's arm, and I ain't letting go. And she's trying to get my fingers off there. Good thing she didn't know any pressure points I'd had to give her. I wouldn't let go. And I kept saying, I can't breathe. I couldn't even say, that's how it was like that. And she's like, do you have anybody here? And I said, I... <laughs> I didn't want anybody else. I just want somebody with some air. And so they said, where is this family? And they get Denise. And she's like, let her go. Let her go. I'm making a scene. That's the last time we went to the hospital too. But anyway, I'm in there. And finally they come. And the guy said, well, let's try this. Let's try that. And, he, and, he, and he's, he's writing on the sheet. And he's writing all these formulas. And they're going, putting stuff in there. And I go. Is that better? I go, I think so. Is that better? I don't know. And he goes, sir, that's all I know to do for you. You'll be all right. I heard that's all I know I can do for you. (laughs) I'm thinking, what? In all that time, this probably took maybe a couple minutes. Man, you talk about your life flashing through there. You talk about thinking, man, I thought, wow, gosh, if I can just play the guitar again, I'm going to be happy. Let me tell you, I was thinking if I could breathe again, I'll shut up. You know, it's crazy. Well, I'm going to stretch that because I probably wouldn't have shut up. But anyway, all those things I'm telling you, for just an instant, I really found out what that verse meant. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. I knew right then that I needed God more than anything else. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And oh, man. I'll tell you what I never cried so much till I got saved man you wouldn't see you wouldn't see no I'd be like man you could kick me in the shin I'd be like but I'm gonna tell you what man you know what they say it's good for your eyes to leak every every, every now and then to keep your head from getting too fat it is it'll keep keep you from getting a fat head amen but I'm gonna tell you what it's amazing how God will touch your life and change things in your heart because things that I thought that were so important before it's not that big a deal well, I've been off this last few weeks and healing up from my life, I, I kept telling my wife. She goes, why do you, you keep saying all these things? <laughs> You're beautiful. Man, this is great. You want to go out there. I said, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so grateful. You know how good it is to, to, to sleep like eight hours? You know, I guess I should go to bed or I don't sleep eight hours. A not of, of self-inflicted stuff. I mean, just to get some rest. I started to learn the beauty of rest, sleep is my friend. And you know what? And spending more time with God. Now, I'm, I'm always trying to cram in God here. But to have the time to take and just, whoo, worship the Lord. Everybody else leaves and going to school and everything else. I'm laying there. Me and my cat. And my three-legged dog. I was like, God, you are so good. You are so good. And I rolled over and I go, oh, and you're still good. Right? It doesn't matter what's happening. The heart of being grateful. I started counting my blessings. I want to encourage you guys to count your blessings. I know that was a long way to get through, but I'm going to tell you what. When you have those moments, and let me tell you, I realize that that right there is nothing compared to some of the things you guys have been through. But that's my story. Everybody's got a story. Let's take a look at this. I said, A grateful heart feeds joy to your spirit. So that's why I'm loud, that's why I'm excited. Because, you know what? When you are forgiven of a lot, you're happy. You ever thought about that? Has anybody been forgiven of a lot? Look at that. He just threw his phone down. going to say hallelujah. (laughs) He was calling back and he'd tell him, Isn't that something? Man, when I think about those things that God has brought me from and still working in my life. Still, I want you to hear that still working in my life. I said, it's hard to be depressed if you're so grateful. Because what happens is the gratefulness starts to flow over into every area of your life. It's in your speech. It's in your actions. It's in your countenance. It's, it's true. You know, you, your face is almost like a scorecard sometimes. It's amazing. You can tell what somebody's thinking. You know, pretty much. Play a song. Are they crying? Are they looking at the watch? Are they singing along? Or, or, are, they, are they tapping the feet? Whatever. The way God's got us wired is so amazing, man. So amazing. It's really something how God puts us together. I don't have enough faith to believe that some big explosion happened and I was born. Have a job. I don't have that much faith. I don't have, what's the old saying? I don't have enough faith to be an atheist, right? If you think about that, it makes a good sense. I don't have that much faith. But I got a must receive worth of faith. To know that Jesus is my Savior, amen? Amen. Let's keep on rolling. You guys are doing good. Everybody doing all right? Let's keep on rolling. All right. We'll pick up some steam here. What about the gift of forgiveness? Now, look at this other part of the verse. It says, proclaim his greatness. One of the many, many great things we have in the gift of Jesus is his forgiveness. Amen? Oh, man, that's good. That's freeing. That's just amazing. Because you know as well as I do, who's your worst enemy? You got it. The guy in the mirror, the gal in the mirror. We think it's the devil sometimes all that, but you know what? It's us. We will beat ourselves down. Boy, ain't nobody could take me out like me. Because I know me. And it's not always pretty. Most of the time it's not pretty. Go on, speak up, baby. Tell them something. Help me out. (laughs) See what I mean? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's it's tough. You're not always Mr. Wonderful. But that's all right. Because God has enough forgiveness for everybody in this world. And he brought it to us through Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the gift. That's the gift. Think about this. So so let me ask this. Just how good does it feel to be forgiven? It feels good, it? Huh? You ever had a fallout with one of your friends? And you just, man, this you can't sleep. You're rolling around everything else. You wish you didn't say that. You, they shouldn't have said that. Push me, shove you, all that. And then you come to that place and it's just like, man, you know, this I'm sorry, I'm done. It's okay. As I'm getting older, only because of this is a cool thing. I don't stay mad that long. I try to model that after my oldest son. Thomas can turn it off, man. That's a, that's, a, that's a blessing. Some people hold on, stop, man. Like that. Thomas is like, yeah, it's all right, whatever. Keep on getting up, man. I said, like, how does he do that? That's awesome. You know, but I know that's God working in his life. Watch, watch how fast this is. I so saw not anybody enough for Christmas. <laughs> I, just want to make sure, I just want to make sure he was listening. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But, but you know what? Have you ever seen somebody that forgives real fast? Hey, they're not a pushover. But you know what? They just choose to not let that offense control them. And that's, that's a big word right there. Anybody get picked on in school? Yeah, that is not fun. Especially when you're like 18. <laughs> no, it's usually earlier, but it doesn't matter how many people get picked on at work. How many people get picked on in relationships, maybe even in your family, things like that. It's not a fun thing, but it's a real thing. And I tell you what, I don't care if you're five years old or you're 55 years old. It's a real thing. But God understands. And I tell you what, we're not going to honor what they say about us or what they, they think about us. We're going to go and look at what God says about us and let it roll off. And it's tough sometimes. But I know I, I know that you know when we do that, things just seem to go better. We don't give them control. We just don't give them control. Let's keep on rolling here. How does it feel to forgive others? Now it gets you thinking, now, don't it? I'm gonna take a drink of water on that one. Y'all think about that. Mm-hmm. How does it feel when you forgive others? It should feel pretty freeing. But guess what? I know this. Usually we can't do it on our own. Amen. We need the Spirit of the Lord to help us. I say this every time I talk about forgiveness. The Lord gave this to me a long time ago when I was going through a situation. He said, just because you forgive somebody does not mean that you agree with the offense. It means that you agree not to have that thing shackle you for the rest of your life. Now, that's not a body challenge. And that's something the Lord put in my spirit years ago. I've had different people in my life that have done different things. And I'm sure I've done different things to to different people. But I'm going to tell you what. If we choose forgiveness, God will give us the power to forgive. I'm not saying it's easy. I don't know what you've been through, but I'm going to tell you what God does. Let him help you with that. That's what I'm saying. Let's take a look at this. Cutting through some more of the verse here. I encourage you to read uh, 105 all the way through. This is verse 5 out of it. It says, remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles, and the rulings he has given. Think about the perfectness of God. Think about the things there. And and I started looking at the things here, and I I said, the rulings he has given. Anybody been to court? Anybody got a ticket? Thomas, raise your hand four times. (laughs) The only way I can say that is because I got six (laughs) over the time, probably. But you know what? When I hear rulings, that ruling coming down, guilty, not guilty, do not pass go, you know, all those things. And I start thinking about that. But how good is it to hear this? Acquitted. You ever heard of that? Acquitted. He's been acquitted. You hear that? What does it mean? Innocent, cleared, blameless, not guilty, set free. How's that feel? That's what Jesus Christ did for you. That's what he's done for each one of us that call upon the name of the Lord. He has set us free. He says, you're clear. You're blameless. I, took the, I paid the fine. Jesus paid the fine. But so many times we, we, we forget that. We, we say we know that, but then we live under this pressure that we're not forgiven. I hope that, you know, through this that we see the gift of forgiveness and we allow the gift of forgiveness not only to, to be received, but also the gift of forgiveness to be transforming in our life to touch other people. Amen. Come on, brother, what you got? I got to spit this out. Come on. spit out this morning. You know, when I got locked up, I I was studying the Bible. And... Chaplain come in one day. I said, chaplain, I said, you know God wants us to love everybody. But how can we love people that are so mean and nasty to us? He looked at me and grinned. I just drew back like that and I couldn't comprehend what he was grinning about. He said, oh, that's easy. I said, that's easy. And he said, yeah. Take what they did to Christ when they crucified him. They spit on him. They whipped him, mauled him, stabbed him. And His last words were for forgiven Father, for so they not know what they do. Mm. That is my favorite scripture in this day. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. they you know, may not know what they do. And I tell you what, I think a lot of times they don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. You know? I think about things that, that, that I've said to people and I thought, mm-hmm. wow wish I could rewind that. Think about things I've I've done in the past. wish I could read that. But guess what? You may not be able to physically undo some of those things. But spiritually, you're acquitted. You're innocent. You're clear. You're blameless. Not guilty. You're set free. If you don't receive anything else today but other than this, I want you to catch that gift right there. That's the gift of God's grace. That's the gift of his forgiveness. Amen? I'm going to move along. I know we've got a few more things to cover. But I want you to see that. And it just keeps getting better. The gift of love and salvation. Man. It's the last part of that verse. that says, let the whole world know what he has done. I wrote this down. I said, how can we stand by and keep our mouth shut about such great a gift? Anybody ever got a cool gift? You know you have. What do you do? You're on the phone. And, and, and really, it's not that you're showing up. You're just, you're just excited, man. You're just excited. You know, only, you know the, the old joke in my family. If somebody got a watch. They would they would ask everybody around the table about twenty times. Did you, what, you want to know what time it is? I got a know, I got to know a new why. Yeah? My grandma used to do that. Say, buddy Lee, come in here. I said, yeah, grandma. What's the, Did you want to know what time it was? <laughs> you told me four times. She was just so excited. Said, look at that. Look at You know. Did we do that with Jesus? Man, wow! I remember when I got saved. I called my mom and dad who weren't saved at the time. And my dad said, Oh, son. He said, Well, I'm glad you all excited about it. He said, just 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 pace yourself. <laughs> Be careful. He didn't know. Until he got saved. He burned that phone up down to West Virginia. My God, let me tell you what the Lord done for me, honey. I said, down there, I know he's talking about it. But I called grandma. Walking with the Lord. Sound like the G string on my guitar going off. Whee! I said, Grandma, we don't give our life to the Lord. Who? because she knew she was excited about that. She said, my daughter's not married to a heathen. That's good. My grandkids are going to be raised in a Christian home. See, she knew all that. And man, whoa, she was ready to let the whole world know. Yeah. If you got a praying mama and a praying mother-in-law, you're out. I remember when I met. I, I met. <laughs> I gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you this. First time. See, this is the second marriage for me and my wife. And when you go into a second marriage, most of the people love you. Ain't real crazy about your second marriage because they just don't think you know what you're doing, right? And so anyway, I know y'all find this hard to believe. Rock and roller, long hair, parachute pants, Corvette. Pull up there and I go, "How you doing?" And she's going, "Who are you?" Because Thomas is like two, and she's thinking, "Back off." back off and then I sat on the hood of my car because I've been dating her daughter a little while threw my leg up over my little hump on that stingray and I said just want to let you know y'all be safe I know you got to go. Merry Christmas Christmas. y'all have safe travel yes indeed put my leg up over that little stingray thing right there and I said ma'am I just want to tell you something I said I love you daughter and I love Thomas. And I said, if she'll have me, I'm gonna marry her. And you won't ever have to worry about that as long as I'm breathing. And she started crying. And she gave me a hug. I said, Oh, I'm in now. I'm in now. All I gotta do is win over Timmy. Thank the Lord we didn't go out on the boat. <laughs> Thank the Lord we didn't go out on that boat then. So anyway, man, you got i am crying like a baby up here today. Goodness crazy. feels good. Feels good. And as time went on, God put my mother-in-law in my life and other people. She knew I was going to be a preacher a long time before I did. She'd whisper these things. You know, the Lord's working in your life. <laughs> he probably used me to tell you what not to do. You know? And she would give me tapes. And she would give me Books. She would pray about stuff all the time. And always, we would talk about all different types of stuff. I didn't know anything. If you say, open your Bible to John 3, I'd say, what page is that? I didn't understand anything. I didn't know anything. You know what she said? That's great. We don't have to unlearn you. That's great. We don't have to, we don't have to reprogram you. <laughs> you can start right where you are. And, and, and she started feeding me stuff. Every time, every birthday, every time, she was going, I would get these books, and I would get this, and I was just reading this. And I was going back, and, and I have a whole library that pretty much she's given me over the time, because I don't mm-hmm. use return things. But I got, of, I got a lot of her books, and I would read them, and I would read them. And, and she would find, she would search out people that were preaching that she knew could reach me. She found this guy that was an old rock and roller that got saved. And she got me his tape. And I thought, "Oh my gosh, you can do that and be saved? You can laugh. You can cut up. You can ride a motorcycle. You can see." Because what I thought was, when when you get saved, you get the stop sign. You got to stop this. 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 It's a yield sign. You just yield your life to Christ, and He'll fill it up with so much more. And I thought, "Oh my goodness, I can. I could." She found people that I could relate to. She didn't stop. She kept, she kept bringing me stuff, and I'd go, hey, you know, I was listening to this guy preaching. I was looking at this, and I was reading in my Bible, and she would just go, yeah that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's something else. And she would let me talk, and she would take the phone calls, and I could put some phone calls out. I said, you know, I was thinking about this today. You know, I was thinking about that today. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the gift of love. I'm thankful for the gift of salvation. I'm thankful for those who saw more in me than I ever saw. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I can guarantee you that, that when I pulled up in front of her daughter's house, Denise cut my hair before I even saw her dad. I mean, she's, like, she's like, your hair looks really cool, but you've got to cut it. I was like, do well, i got to cut my hair. She goes, I want you to be daddy. I'm like, what? Now, you know I was in love. I said, hack it. Hack it. I went back to the band. and was like. What's up, man? I said, I just got a little trim. Yeah. But she wanted it she wanted that good foot forward. You know? <laughs> it was still long. But isn't it great that people really care about you? They don't care about the outside. They saw something on the inside. Now I gotta throw Jimmy in here real fast. When we finally getting ready to get married, he called the house. I don't even know if you noticed. I was living in Fox Hill and he says, uh well, Bob said, said y'all going to get married. I said, yes, sir. I said, I'd like to marry your daughter. He said, well, I'm going to tell you one thing. I thought, oh, boy. I thought he was going to say, if you ever lay a hand on her. You know what he said? He said, I'm going to tell you one thing, and I promise you this. I would do anything for you, and I won't get in your business. You're doing good, granddaddy. He does a lot for us, and he doesn't get in our business. Sometimes I need a referee. Come on, help me out, Jimmy. <laughs> Sometimes I say, well, "What would your dad say?" Don't get involved. But let me tell you, I'm blessed. So not only do I look at the gift of God's grace and His forgiveness, I look at the gift of family—not just my family here, our family here, God's family—and you know what? We have that gift because of God's love and His salvation. Let the whole world know what He has done. I tell you some of these little stories because you know what i me tell you this. My life is not perfect. Guess you figured that out first day, didn't you? But I tell you what, the one that I love and the one that I try to serve the best I can is. Yes. And he will let you start over. And he will pick you up when you miss the mark. And he will continue to fuel the fire. And he will continue to, to speak to you. And he's been in a work in your life. And I am going to give him the glory for that. How about you? Let's keep on going. Let's take a look at some of these scriptures the Lord led me to. Luke two eleven it says, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. See, we have the gift of love and salvation because Christ came. He's the Savior. He's the anointed one, Emmanuel, God with us. Look at this scripture here. I'm going to bring it along here. Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For us, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. All those things are amazing, and I'm going to tell you what. You know what? I love? I love that Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. It's priceless. I said, you know, as crazy as the world gets, God still has the last say. Scott had his bracelet on the other day. It says, "We win." I thought about that all week. Tim even said it today. He says, "You know what Scott says?" He said, "We win." We read the story. You know, when things look like it's just just coming loose in and, 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 and this world. Realize that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Amen. That God is on our side. And so that let that penetrate, you know, your heart over the season as we think about what the season's all about. I know. I know we know, but will we embrace that and share that with everybody who comes comes in contact with you, you know. Think about that when you open your heart, when you open your, your home, when you when you share something with somebody. My sister in law wrote something the other day. She went through the Wendy's here in town. And she went to get her, her order. And when they pulled off, they said, it's already paid for. It. Isn't that something? that will be at Wendy's today, won't you? Yeah. I mean, just something that small. It just, she's just like, I, I, that's just wonderful. Sometimes it's just the littlest thing. It's just the littlest thing. Maybe it's that phone call. Maybe it's, 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 it's saying you're sorry. Maybe it's just saying I love you. Maybe it's just saying, hey, you know what I was thinking about you, you know? That's, that's what I hope that we see. As we count our blessings and go back through what God has for us. And it's so much that God has. So you know the question was? Got gifts? I think we got a lot of them. I said, for di- you know, today, friends, I said, you know what? I'm not telling you something you don't know. You know the story. You've heard it many times. But this is a message that we can't afford to forget. We cannot get complacent on what Christ has done. We cannot get complacent on how much God loves us. We'll go back to the verse up there. It says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He has done. I said, friends, we, we got gifts. You got gifts. If you never opened another present, if you never had another bow on something, if you, you, you never had another birthday card, anything else, let me say, you got gifts. You have got the gift of the living God who gave His life for you. So that you can be with him forever. That's the gift that we celebrate. That's the gift that we want to share. That's the gift that we give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. So you know, I I wrote on my notes, read this. I said, you know what? Never miss a chance to praise the Lord. I said, we have the gift of the risen Savior. We need to celebrate his birth. We need to identify with his death. But we need to live in the power of his resurrection. Merry Christmas. Let us pray. Father God, I praise you today. That there's gifts that are so great. That you have given us. And it starts with your son. It starts with your son, Jesus. So Father, as we come to this time of the year. Let us just focus on that for a minute. Let us celebrate What God has done through His Son Jesus. Lord, let us celebrate that, you know what, that we have eternal life and abundant life through Your Son. And if there's one here today, Lord, just never, ever open that gift of salvation. I pray you listen to me close. I pray you listen real close. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that we have the opportunity to unwrap the most beautiful gift ever. Give him. And his name is Jesus. If you're here today. And you're not sure. That you will spend eternity. With the Lord Jesus Christ when you leave here. I want you to listen extremely close. Because you can know. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth. The Lord Jesus and believe in our heart. That God raised him from the dead. you will be saved. You remember when we talked about that. Ah, Acquitted. He has come. So that our sin death has been paid, not will be paid, has been paid in full. But you know what? You receive that gift by faith. You receive that by saying, Lord, I believe you're the Son of God Come into my life. Today I'm trusting you. You might have heard this a hundred times, but this might be the day that you grab hold of it. You might have heard this since you was a little girl or, or, or a young man, or maybe you've been in church 35 years. I don't care. I want you to hear this message today, fresh and new. That you can have eternal life, the gift of eternal life with Christ. All you need to do is ask Him. Don't leave here today. How do I ask Him? Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I'm trusting You as my Savior today. Happy birthday, Jesus. We love You. Come into my life. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Thomas going to finish it out with a, a little Christmas song. If you guys like to